It's Ollie from History Profiles, and this video will be about the final Grand Master of the legendary Order of the Knights Templar, who are now famed worldwide for their chivalry and crusades. But do the Templars deserve this reputation? I will be taking you to the 13th and 14th century Europe and the Middle East. This was a time of the devout, where men would blindly kill for their faith if someone they saw as superior to themselves gave the order. It was a savage time, where men would fight for the control of the birthplace of Jesus Christ. One such elite unit that would fight was the Knights Templar, and Jacques du Molay would ascend to become their leader. This is his story. First, let's have a look at his early life. Very little is known about Molay's early years, but it is said that he was born in the free county of Burgundy. This was a county within the Holy Roman Empire. Today, this would have been northeastern France. He was born in 1240 into a family of minor ranking nobility, so there is very little information on his ancestry, and you could say that he came from humble origins. When Molay was 21, he became a knight and only a knight can make a knight. This is usually done by a man proving himself in combat with an act of bravery, or of course, the slaying of an enemy. Being capable with the sword, a young Molay had heard of the famous order of the Knights Templar and how they were an elite unit of fighters who were feared and respected by all of Christendom. In 1265, when he was still a young man, he would join the Knights Templars and Molay would have to endure their mysterious initiation ritual. In the year 1270, Molay went to the Crusader States, but his activities are barely recorded for the next 20 years. It is said that Molay fought at the Siege of Acre that took place in 1291. Sultan Khalil and the Egyptian army arrived at Acre on the 6th of April 1291 with the Syrians arriving two days later with siege engines. The Mamluks would also fight. These warriors were non-Arab slave soldiers who would be trained in the art of war and martial arts and would be taught the Islamic sciences. A Mamluk warrior was highly committed to his master and they would be seen more as kinsmen than slaves. The Mamluks would push forward barricades and wicker screens fearless of the Templar Christian arrows coming their way. They would eventually reach the outer wall of the city and then would begin mining and bombarding the walls. The Templars would ride out under moonlight to meet the Mamluks and would assault them with Greek fire, but they couldn't keep them completely at bay. Then, on the 18th of May, the Mamluks captured the accursed tower on the inner wall, forcing the Templars and Crusaders to retreat. The Templars tried to retake the accursed tower, as this was their only hope of fighting on another day. However, they failed. Many reputable warriors were slain, and the Mamluks pushed into the city, looting and massacring any they encountered. The Templars and Crusaders knew the city was lost, and they retreated to the harbour to their ships, which was a site of chaos. Molay would sail away from the site of absolute carnage, and watch a city he would once call home be sacked. The people were murdered and robbed, and much worse, the battle would be known to history as the Fall of Acre.
Mollet would retreat to the island of Cyprus, which then became the headquarters of the diminishing kingdom of Jerusalem. The Templars of note in Cyprus were Mollet himself and the current 22nd Grand Master of the Order, Theban de Galdin. He had managed to escape the fall of Acre with a huge portion of the Templars' wealth and treasure. During a meeting on the island, Mollet spoke of reforming the order and put himself forward as an alternate to the current Grand Master. Galdin died in 1292 and Mollet was soon elected as the Grand Master of the order. In the spring of 1293, he began a tour of the west to try and gain support for a reconquest of the Holy Lands, as all of the major Templar and Crusader strongholds had fallen. He would develop close ties with all of the most powerful people in Europe, such as Pope Boniface VIII, Edward Longshanks, the King of England, James the Conqueror, King of Aragon, and Charles II, the King of Naples. Molay's short-term goals were to strengthen the defences of Cyprus, so that if the Mamluks attacked, it wouldn't be a repeat of the fall of Acre. Through Molay's travels in Europe, he was able to secure trade agreements and the export of goods to Cyprus, but he could not obtain a firm commitment for a new crusade, which he so craved. He wanted the Knights Templar to once again have a foothold in the Holy Land and retake all the lost cities and lands which the Templars once resided in. Molay would try to forge an alliance with the famous Mongols, as the Mongols had attempted to conquer Syria themselves, but each time, the Mamluks had forced them back, or they had to retreat due to a civil war within their Mongol Empire, from which the Mongol Golden Horde in the north had tried to conquer. In the year 1300, Molay and other forces from Cyprus put together a fleet of 16 ships with the goal of raiding the Egyptian and Syrian coasts. The force would be commanded by King Henry II of Jerusalem, Amalric, the Lord of Tyre, and the ambassador of the Mongol leader, Ghazan. The ships departed on the 20th of July 1300, and they would raid the coasts of Egypt and Syria successfully, bringing back much wealth. However, not all was well for the Templars, as the Mamluks sought to destroy any remaining Crusader ports or fortresses, and they were doing so effectively. The Templars, however, had a plan if they were attacked, and they established a bridgehead on the island of Ruad and waited for their allies, the Mongols, to arrive before the enemy. However, the Mongols never arrived, and the Templars were forced to redraw their forces to Cyprus. The Templars set up a permanent garrison there, but the Mamluks besieged and captured the Raud. Almost all the Knights Templar present there were killed, and the Crusaders lost their last foothold in the Holy Land. All seemed lost for the Templars, and Molay put his efforts into trying to raise support for a new major crusade. Molay would attempt to begin his campaign of trying to promote the new crusade, but in order to do this, he would need the backing of the Pope and many of the monarchs in Europe. Philip, the King of France, was deeply in debt to the rich Templars, but wanted to merge the orders of the Knights Templar and the Knights Hospitallers who were a Catholic military order. His aim was to command the new merged order himself and make himself the war king. Molay, however, rejected this idea 
which may have caused some bitterness between the two. Whilst Mollet was trying to gather momentum for the new crusade, he was also waiting for the Grand Master of the Night Hospitallers, Fulk de Villarreal, to discuss the new crusade. However, Philip the King of France would accuse the Knights Templars of renouncing Christ by spitting on the cross during their initiation ceremony. He also accused them of wearing an idol with a human head and a great beard, which some think may have been the Baphomet. These charges would be met with one final one, heresy. With the Templars having lost all their lands in the Middle East and Holy Lands, the perception was that they no longer had the power they once held, and due to this, they were vulnerable. Mollet and the previous Pope Boniface had a good relationship, but Philip had him arrested and beaten, and he was charged with heresy and the worship of the devil. He was later freed by the common people, but he died two months later before his trial, so many of Mollet's powerful friends at this point were either dead or had turned their back on him as they were no longer a powerful order. On Friday the 13th, October 1307, Mollet and 60 of his fellow Knights Templar were arrested and they were charged with heresy. During an interrogation, Mollet confessed that the Templar initiation included denying Christ and trampling on the cross. However, Pope Clement V wanted to hear the Templar side of the story and he sent out cardinals to question them. Mollet, once again, said the same thing to the cardinals about the initiation ceremony. Philip already began burning Templars at the stake, and the final act which sealed the Templars' fate was that the Order of the Knights Templar was abolished by papal decree. Mollet was sentenced to death on the 11th of March 1314 after being imprisoned for seven long years. He was put onto a pyre and then was burned at the stake and was consumed by the flames. Eyewitnesses say that Mollet showed no sign of fear and welcomed death. When he was placed on the pyre, he uttered a curse and told those present that God would avenge his death and that of the Templars. He said, From this heinous judgment to the living and true God who is in heaven, within a year and a day, Pope Clement and Philip will be obliged to answer for your crimes in God's presence. Both King Philip and Pope Clement both died within a year, and Philip's male descendants would all die, and his line would soon become extinguished. The Knights Templar were no more, their treasure vanished, and the remaining members of the Order were never seen again. Their dreams of a new crusade would forever be a fantasy, as the Order would soon fade into legend. Would God truly strike down the Pope and the King of France? Was Mollet praying to another deity who would take pleasure in doing such a thing? The mysteries surrounding the Knights Templar are many, and we will never truly know their practices. However, one thing is certain, and that is that they were rich beyond measure, and had enough wealth to perhaps hire tens of thousands of mercenaries to motivate the rest of Europe into their dream of another crusade. Did they value their wealth over retaking the Holy Land? Let me know in the comments sections down below. If you want to know more about the Knights Templar, I have another video highlighting the mystery surrounding the Order, so make sure to check it out in the description box below. 
or on this screen. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like and subscribe, and I'll see you all next week for another History Profile.